We are Stephen and Jill. Together, we've been buying and reselling land since the 90s. Our data-centric approach leaves our buyers asking, how can you sell it so cheap? Here on the Land Academy Show. We answer that and more. Stephen Jill here. Howdy. Welcome to the Land Academy Show, entertaining land investment talk. I'm Stephen Jack Butella. And I'm Jill DeWitt, broadcasting from the Valley of the Sun. Today's Jack Thursday, and I'm going to talk about five things I refuse to spend money on. <laughs> I should, should have called it refuse to spend too much money on. Some of these are really unavoidable. But I got need, some that need. are just automatic. <laughs> <laughs> I can think of it. Before we get into it, let's take a question uh, posted by one of our members on the landinvestors.com online community. It's free. And don't forget to subscribe on the Land Academy YouTube channel. Comment on the shows you like. Dave wrote... I've got the VP of business development for a large senior living community asking me to bird dog suitable land for them. Anyone ever indulge something like this by actually sending a mailer in an area with buying criteria that might be different than what you would normally do otherwise? The risk seems pretty obvious, but the upside could be pretty big, I'm thinking. What do you all think? I started my career uh, on this very thing in the very early 90s, buying and selling long-term care facilities and uh, associated companies and land even um, to, you know, people who already own long-term care companies. So I responded to this person in great length in Discord and I said, yeah, I would do it. However, here's a few things that I learned that you really need to do uh, before you get too excited about it. If it's a nonprofit group, we've done this. Joe and I have done this for uh, people, apartment owners in Los Angeles with uh, mild success. And I only say mild you because yeah. mild, uh, not extreme success, because Jill and I got really frustrated with uh, the amount of time that, you know, uh -huh. just know that it's a client. When you're buying property on behalf of yourself, you know, you can make a decision really quickly. Yep. When you're buying property on behalf of anyone else, uh, especially if it's an organization and there's multiple people and making a decision. They've got to love all over it and feel it and I can't take it. <laughs> so mild success. <laughs> but if you're really, really young and, and you're, uh, super ambitious you can get a mailer out i'll tell you what's great about senior living or, or any specific use type property like this maybe properties for subdivisions these people live and die by these acquisitions so they have to make a decision so you got that going for you number two they're very specifically zoned so you can do a mailer you know in an entire state if you've got real good data assessor data for that specific zoning like people who want trailer parks that's specifically zoned RV parks, very specific zoning, um, self-storage, and on and on and on. So we find a client that's on a real act, uh, aggressive acquisition schedule. It's not hard to put those things together. If they're a for-profit group, you need to find out who's making the decision, and you need to sign a contract that says, you're going to pay me 2% of whatever you buy, whatever I send you. And I'm not going to represent you in this transaction in any manner because I'm not a licensed real estate agent. If it's a nonprofit group, and I did the majority of work myself long time ago for nonprofits, you, you really need to put a suit on and go to the next board meeting and find out, take their pulse about how thirsty they are for uh, doing acquisitions because nonprofits all say they are. They want to expand and do better and spread their mission and the whole thing. But when it comes to reality, uh, the vast majority of the time is that they just don't have the kahunas to do what a for-profit company does. Tons and tons of money to be made here requires a lot of patience and organization. Thank you. Today's Jack Thursday, five things I refuse to spend money on or too much money on. This is why you're listening. Okay, I'm excited to hear. You said one of them might not be legal. 
<laughs> well, <laughs> I refuse to spend money on uh, illicit drugs and hookers. Oh. But that's not on my list. Okay, that's thank you. Lucky Thanks for, all for of that. Us. <laughs> I can't stand spending money on rent oh. or mortgage and having a mortgage. I can't I stand know, it. It crushes right. my soul. I know. Does it make better financial sense? Yeah. Most of the time, you should not uh, pay off your mortgage. Most of the time, in specific markets. Mm. Aren't you an accountant? Didn't you say you're an accountant or something? And you're smart with mon uh, money? Yeah. I just have a personal issue with having any type of debt. That's my number one, I can't stand spending money on this. If I have like credit card debt, just crushes my soul. It makes me a terrible person to be around permanently. <laughs> okay, if you're taking notes, please underline the word permanently. <laughs> hey, do you have a list? Oh, wait, we're gonna go through yours first and I have a few that I jotted I down. I can't stand spending money on insurance. Why? Because I don't have a choice. This is funny. The cards are stacked against Mines me. Mine are so different. I have to spend money on insurance every month. That I never use. That will never get used. No. Why? Because if I use it, my insurance goes up. Exactly. What kind of scam is that? <laughs> Coulda, shoulda, woulda. Same thing with bank fees, which, you know, we have enough money where we got out of that now. What else? Stuff that makes me feel better and look better. <laughs> like... Boy, a, new, a new shirt. Gee, I, I wouldn't have known that. Or a, better, a nicer pair of shoes to look nice. I can't stand that stuff. Or uh, Mr. Butella, the executive suite is available at the top of the hotel for an extra $500. Nope, 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 nope. Can't stand that stuff. That stuff that just, oh, I'm so rich and I feel great about myself. Forget it. I think it makes me a terrible person. Number four. Number four. Crap that depreciates like furniture. Mm. We just bought this house. It's fairly big. And Jill and I fortunately are on the same page about this. Mm -hmm. And 99% of the stuff that's in this house is used. Mm -hmm. We were fortunate to, enough to live in an, uh, an area where there's these consignment shops that have some uh, nicer furniture that passes the Jill test. That's mm -hmm. what I call it. I, everything passes mine. Mm -hmm. I would, you know... I would buy a golf cart and drive around in this Look house with no furniture. Look behind I'm trying to think of anything. The only thing I bought noon is the one little table by right over your head there. Mm -hmm. Everything else in the in in or that the piano's used. Yeah, the piano's used, the couch is All used, the bar is used. Trust me, it's not cheap furniture, but it's yeah. used, so it's yeah. half. It's, okay. it's less than half. It's lightly used, which is great, but it's used. And my final uh my final thing that I cannot stand spending money on is freaking taxes. And that could come in the form of mm -hmm. any type of tax, income tax. I don't have issues too much with payroll taxes. I have no issues paying property taxes. The, this country was founded on uh, property taxes. In fact, there, were, there was no such thing as income tax in this country at all before World War II. It all got started because we needed to fund a war that we didn't start. Think about that. Yeah. Now it's completely out of control. I don't care if you're right or left. It's out of control how much tax we pay. I agree. And it's sales tax. You know, I think it's the internet takes care of that. Uh, that probably eventually will go away. But there's, see, I have control. I have control over sales tax. I have control over property taxes. I don't have to live in a, in a big house that has a lot of property taxes or a state that pays crazy, prop, uh, requires all that. So stuff I can control, I can deal with it. Mm -hmm. Those this are, that's great. my list. I do have lists of stuff that I love to spend money on too. I like these. This is great. You can keep going. 
I love spending money on education. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, we couldn't afford it. Our third kid went to prim- private school. The first two, I regret this every day that we didn't put them through private school. Mm-hmm. We just didn't have the means. And then yeah. it's just a different time in our life. I love spending money on and don't care how much it costs, travel and entertainment. In accounting, it's called T&A, travel and entertainment. And Jill, Jill and I do not suffer from lack of a good time. Yeah. I don't care what the price is on that. That's true. I have no problem spending money on, this is my final uh, one, on anything that I think is going to reasonably appreciate. So I call them balance sheet items. Like I bought an old Corvette. I'm probably going to make fifty to $70,000 on that car and have fun with it while I own it. So I love spending money on that. I love spending money on land and reselling it. Love mm-hmm. it. I love every every phase of that. That's good. This is going to be a different list, isn't it? Oh, you, you want to hear mine? Sure. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I, while you're doing yours, I thought I'd jot a few down too. <laughs> so some of ours are the same. So things that I refuse to spend money on is expensive furniture. I'm with you there. I can't. There's a, there's one, I can think of one time I fell in love with one item and that was it. And then in the end, it's like, eh, so what? It's a big deal. Everything else, I'm very happy. Um, things that I don't, uh, fluff gifts. I hate I fluff gifts. I gifts on my original list. I hate fluff gifts. I do gifts. too. It's so-and-so's birthday. I need to get him something. Do you? Is there something really good? Or are you just going to show up with something? Lord knows, no, we don't all need more candles, for yeah. starters, or just stupid things like that. I was on my original Fluff list. Fluff gifts are dumb. You I thought it was going to make me uh, sound like a negative person, yeah. but anything that's going to go in you. someone's closet, <laughs> you got it. That's good. <laughs> things I refuse to spend money on: uh, cheap or poor quality items. Like we're a little bit different there. Like not necessarily the hotel room, but I'm going to get. I learned this: like you get what you spend. Like, what am I trying to say? You get what you pay for in things like food, clothing, jewelry. I'm going to spend a little money on that stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm in it. I'm with you on the food, right? The my number four. You're going to love this one. Things I refuse to spend money on: expensive wine. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. It is wasted on me. Yeah, me too. I am not a wine drinker. I don't care how much it costs. You put it in front of me. If I like it, I'll keep drinking it. And and don't tell me. Just don't even tell me because I don't care. I think fifteen to eighteen dollars for a bottle of wine is about the tip tip top. And I think you're gonna get everything that you would get out of a two hundred dollar bottle of wine. Right. And even Every, more, there's radios clicking off everywhere. Like, I don't even want to I don't even want to I won't I won't I won't want to partake in a two thousand dollar bottle of wine and be like, hey, it's wasted on me. You I, guys I all enjoy give it. Give it to someone else in the restaurant. That's what I'm whoever, saying. Whoever's it can someone enjoy else at this the table piece. can have it. I don't care. And then my last thing is the same as you. I hate paying money on taxes. It makes me cry, but I know we have to, and it's okay. I'll leave on this. <laughs> you can, this is a, if you own a business, a little business like these businesses we have, like mm-hmm. buying and selling land, you have a crazy amount of control over how much taxes you pay. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean cheat. I'm not advocating mm-hmm. it at all. I'm not even saying fib. Mm-mm. You have a lot of control over how much property you buy, how much you don't buy, whether or not you have a real estate designation with the IRS, uh, all kinds of things that that uh, that are ordinary and necessary expenses for you to succeed at buying and selling land. And uh, that's just not the case. If, you, if you're a medical doctor with a crazy paycheck, you have no choice but to pay those taxes. Mm-hmm. Do We're your in homework. a great tax position, yeah. Just do your homework and do it right. Surround yourself with some good people, some uh, local accountants that understand and have the same point of view as you do. I love it. 
good show. Happy you could join us today. Five days a week, you can find us here on the Land Academy Show. Tomorrow's Jill Friday, and she's going to talk about, well, how long do Land Academy members actually stay in the group? You are not alone in your real estate ambition. How long do they stay in there, Joe? I'll tell you tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. I just got to poke you sometimes. I know you do. (laughs) Yes, you do. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you find our content valuable and we really appreciate your support. If you haven't already, please check out our YouTube channel and hit the subscribe button. And don't forget, if you are already a Land Academy member, make sure you are connecting with us and communicating in Discord. It's awesome. You want to find out more? Send a note to support at landacademy.com. We We are are Jack Jack and Jill. Jill. Information and inspiration to buy undervalued property.